Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Welcome to today's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. All of our listeners throughout the United States, whatever state you're joining us from, I welcome you. All of our listeners in other countries around the world, wherever you're joining us from, I'm honored to have you. Welcome everyone to Marriage and Family Clinic in Southern Virginia. You're still finding us on WGPL 1350, WPCE 1400, that's on your AM dial, and WBXB 100.1 on your FM dial. You can also listen to us on live stream at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com. And as an advisor, if you would like to hear this or any other broadcast, you can find the podcast by searching the C.D. Hodges on iTunes or just click on that little purple podcast player icon on your smart device. Go there, search the C.D. Hodges, search the C.D. Hodges. You'll find Marriage and Family Clinic. Marriage and Family Clinic is here to help you break down and gain enlightenment into your relationship dynamics. We hope to help you identify what makes you tick and ultimately help you repair, grow, and perfect your marriage and your family relationships. Well, uh, again, as I told you last week, we did start on the five love languages for teens. We're going to finish that on next week, but I wanted to bring you another surprise on this week. Last week, my wife and I, we were fortunate enough to visit our son, our daughter, and three grandchildren down in Abilene, Texas. And man, I tell you, we had a ball. We enjoyed them so thoroughly, so very, very much. We went down to Texas to love them and receive love from them, and that's exactly what we did. We want our grandchildren to know that they mean so very, very much to us and that they're such a very, 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 very large part of our lives. They play a huge role in our lives, and that was last week. But this week, uh, this week, my wife and I, we're in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, visiting another one of our sons and daughters and their brand new baby daughter. We wanted to see that baby and hold her and pray for her and love on her. And I wish there was some way that I could really get her to know me in just a few days, but it's impossible with an infant. But we just had to come and see uh, that brand new baby. And in the future, we're going to do all we can to make sure that that baby girl knows that she is a tremendously huge part of our lives also and that we love her dearly. You know, last week while we were in Texas, I introduced to you our three grandchildren there and uh, presented them to you in an interview. And for all who heard it, I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed presenting it to you. And this week, I thought it would be pretty novel, a pretty novel idea also to introduce or interview my son since this is his first child. Uh, and I tell you, I've known my son now for more than 36 years. <laughs> and I'm anxious to hear what he has to say about being a father. So I want to, uh, without any further ado, I want to introduce to you my son, Aaron. Come on and say hello, Aaron. Good evening, everyone. Yeah, and he's married to a wonderful young lady, our daughter-in-law, and uh, Jordan, and we love her dearly also. She's just a great young lady. And they are the proud parents of the two-week-old, Aaliyah Cameron. Wow, what a distinctive, distinguished name. That's pretty, isn't it? Aaliyah Cameron. I think you just heard her there. We're all so glad for them, and I must say that I'm glad, and I'm so grateful to God for blessing us with another grandchild. 
what a blessing it is. And so without any further ado, I really want to get into this interview and just talk to my son about being a father and hopefully encourage someone along the way. So Aaron, as we get into this, I just want to have a discussion with you. We're going to discuss this and, and feel free to talk as you would. Don't say anything too bad about your mom and your dad, but let's talk nonetheless. So what were your thoughts? What did you think about what was going through your heart and through your mind when you first found out that you were going to be a father? That's a good one. I think um, my first thought was originally that uh, it, it's definitely something I was ready for. I had kind of felt like, um, not for a long time, but for a while now, we, before we found out Jordan was pregnant, we kind of felt like we were ready to uh, to actually start a family. So when we first found out she was pregnant, it was, it was pretty exciting. But my, my first thought was uh, it was something I was I was ready for. Hmm. Wow. You were ready for that. Now, there are going to be some things, I tell you right up front, there are going to be some things that happen that may make you question whether or not you're ready. But uh, in parenting, it's a lot of trial and a lot of error. Regardless of what any books say, you're going to learn more by OJT, on-the-job training, than you could ever get from any book. But there's going to be some good help that you're going to have also. But I'm glad to hear that you all were uh, glad to welcome your daughter and you felt ready to have her. And so right along in that vein, what discussions did you and Jordan have leading up to the birth of the baby? We, as far as um, discussions like how we're going to raise her or... Yeah, how are you going to raise her? What do you want from her? What? How are you going to discipline? How are you going to feed her? What What took center stage in your discussions about the baby? For us, it was mostly discussing the, the early childhood years from baby through maybe infancy and the preschool, uh, the preschool years, just trying to make sure that we... Um, uh how do I want to say uh start off um molding our daughter um and give her a good solid foundation before she actually gets out there uh in the world and going to school with other mm -hmm. influences mm -hmm. um outside of her parents all right and that's great man I'm glad to hear you say that because I tell you something you do want to establish your influence before she starts school, before she starts school, I've heard it said often that uh, you've got those first five years. <laughs> you have those first five years to make your mark. And she's going to learn so very, very much in those first five years. She's going to learn a new language. She's going to, well, in less than five years, in two years, she's going to be speaking the English language. And I'm assuming you're going to teach her English since English is your first language, <laughs> you know, but she's going to pick up so very, very much. And you're right. And, and, I, and I hope you're, you're learning some milestones to reach some touch points and what to expect along the way. What are you using any particular references to help you uh, in her early childhood? I'm not using any specific references. Um, you know, Jordan Jordan does a lot of, of research and uh, listens to a lot of podcasts and does a lot of reading. I let her handle that for me personally. It's um, 
I find it to be a little. It's just a for me. It's a little bit of information overload with everything that they have in terms of. Mm-hmm. You know, baby led winning, and by the time your child's three months, they should be doing this, and mm-hmm. six months, they should be doing that, and nine mm-hmm. months, and 12 months, and 15 months. And it kind of can almost feel like, you know, if my child is not hitting these milestones by this certain age, and I'm failing as a parent, and I'm not really into that. Um, mm. I, I know personally, um, my personal beliefs about raising a child, I know how I was raised, mm-hmm. um, and I know what I want to instill into my daughter. I mean, of course, we'll, we'll take some of those things into consideration. Yeah. Um, but I think each, each uh, situation is is different, um, and each situation is unique. Um, so I, I just look forward to as as she grows and gets older, being able to uh, definitely teach her how to speak, read to her, um, but also learn her personality mm. um, and expose her to. As many things as possible to see what she grabs a hold to, and uh, mm-hmm. see if we can't nurture that. Yeah, great, great. I think you just said something extremely important there, and even in church, I think we miss this sometimes. We're quick to go to Proverbs twenty-two and six, which says, "Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it." What we don't uh, talk about in that verse is that in order to train your child up in the way that he or she should go, you need to learn your child. Because, and I hope you agree with me here, God has gifted your child. God has given your child personality, gifts, talent, skills, ability, knowledge, the ability to acquire knowledge. And what parents miss out on is that they have a responsibility also to learn their child. And so while we're learning what everyone else says that our child should be learning, we need to place learning our child high on the list of priorities also. I hope that makes sense to you. You see where I'm coming from? Uh, I mean, I, I definitely agree. I, I think um, training up a child, there's certain things, you, of course, you want to teach your child certain things mm-hmm. um, growing up, but I think... Just what I've seen, um, of course, this is my first child, so I don't really have any experience. Just from what <laughs> I've observed, I've witnessed a lot of parents pushing their child yeah. in a certain direction. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm focused on, of course, you want to teach your child to be a good human being. You want to teach yeah. manners. You want to teach them uh, faith and uh, and the Bible. Um you know, you want to teach them uh, responsibility and accountability, but in terms mm-hmm. of what they specifically want to end up doing or what she wants to end up doing with her life, whatever she chooses to have a passion for, um, I feel like that should be up to her. Yeah. Um, and it's my responsibility, provided it's legal. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but absolutely. It's my, it's my responsibility to support her Yeah. Um, in that. So I, I don't want to be one of those over overly pushy parents. I don't want to... Um, I don't want my daughter to feel like she has to do something to try to please me mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as as much as um, I want her to understand that, you know, Dr. Lloyd, we're just watching the show 911. She wants to be EMT, whatever you have a passion yeah. for. Yeah, I'm 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 just going to let her know that if this is what you want to do, I'm going to push you to do it. Yeah. What you choose to do is on you. Yeah, that's great. That's great. You know, and... and uh, and that's exactly what the scripture means. Learn your child and facilitate their growth, their development in their strengths 
and when they're old, they will not depart from there. You know, you kind of remind me of you and your your uh, younger brother, your brother who's younger than you by 14 months. I recall when both of you graduated high school, I believe that uh, you initially wanted to join the military because you thought that's what I wanted. And he initially wanted to go to college because he thought that's what I wanted. But I had to uh, give both of you all a lesson and said, no, the bottom line is you're going to do what you really want because if you if you fall on your face, I want you to know that was your decision. If you make it grandly, I want you to know that was your decision. So I had to put that back on you all. And I appreciate you because both of you have done great in your choices. You finally decided to do what was in your heart and mind to do. And both of you have done and continue to do great in your choices. And I appreciate that. I thank God for that. And you mentioned something also. You said you're going to recall some things that uh, that stood out to you when you were growing and in our parenting style. So, so uh, is there anything that you experienced from uh, your mother and I parenting you that you're going to take and use with your daughter? Well, a couple things. Um, first and foremost, um, we grew up in, we grew up in the church. Um, and I, and I think from the scripture, um, I think that's absolutely true. Um, you know, you did, when 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 I left school or when I left home, I obviously you know I'm young, I'm I'm dumb, so I think I, I got some <laughs> living I want to do, um, and I want to get out there. But in the back of my mind, I always remember things I I heard in church. I remember uh, sermons you preached. I even remember when we used to do those um, those uh, morning devotionals that <laughs> I, I know you we didn't like doing, but it stuck with us, um, and we came back to it. Um, so that's that's mm. the first thing: teaching your kids the Bible. Wow! I mean, teaching them the Word. But the second thing um, I distinctly remember for my entire life is that both of my parents worked, mm. um, and it could be working the job, it can be working at home. Um, it could be, you know, seeing your dad get up at 7 a.m. on a Sunday morning, going to church, uh, working on his sermon notes, teaching Sunday school, going back downstairs <laughs> in his office, working on some more notes, coming back upstairs, playing the keyboard for praise and worship, leading the entire service and then preaching and then going home and going to sleep and waking <laughs> back up Sunday, I mean, Monday morning and going to work. So I just remember both of my parents working. And so it taught me that there's there's um, there's really no excuses. You just get it done. Hmm. You get up off your butt and you work. Wow. Um, you work for for what you want. Um, you work to provide for your family, um, and you work because you have a responsibility to. Um, so that's one of the things I want to teach my daughter. There's nothing um, that comes in life without work. Wow. Um, and and you just get up and do it. Wow. And that's such an awesome approach there, you know, and uh, I tell you that that makes me that makes me glad that makes me godly proud. If there's one thing that a parent wants, especially a Christian parent, above all else, they want to pass on the faith to the next generation. And hearing you say that, it really encourages me. So I really appreciate that. I'm glad you're able to see that. And I, and I tell you straight up, son, I'll tell you this much. 
You be the Jesus that you want your daughter to know. If you want your daughter to know Jesus, you be the Jesus that you want her to know. And by the way, by the way, I do want to pause for a moment and just introduce to the world our brand new granddaughter, your brand new daughter, Aaliyah Cameron. Aaliyah Cameron. And her grandmother is holding her and, and uh, she's doing the baby thing. She'll eat and she'll sleep. She'll eat and she'll sleep. And she's got a couple other things that she'll do in between there. You can imagine what they are. But she'll eat and she'll sleep, bless her heart. But she's a pretty baby. I think she looks like a granddaddy. But uh, I'm not getting much agreement on that. All right. Listen, I want to come back to this, but let's go to the birth for a moment. Let's go to the birth for a moment. You were in the room when Aaliyah was born. Uh, uh, what were you thinking? What were you feeling? What was your experience like there? Talk to me about that. Um, it, it was kind of surreal because lead, leading up to the birth, you know, people always talk about feeling the baby kick. And so, you know, there's a, there's a live human being inside my wife and then when you go in the room they got the sheet up and they're doing the c-section you know it's coming you're waiting for them to pull the baby out and you're just sitting there waiting <laughs> and waiting and waiting and you know it's coming um but it's 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 almost kind of like um kind of like the build up to christmas i'm i'm it's december 23rd it's the 20th i know i'm gonna get up and get these presents it's it's a waiting game and so <laughs> It was uh it was it was an experience. It was different. Um I I enjoyed it, but it, it was just surreal hmm. waiting for them to pull the baby out. And yeah. then when they say, Here she is, I don't see her. Oh, we got her. I don't see her. Oh, she's coming. Oh, okay, you said that three times. Yeah. <laughs> what, are, what are we doing? And then when you finally hear the baby crying and then you see the baby, it just it's almost like uh time stop for mm. a half a second um and you don't really know what to think and then you just smile big yeah and then uh what a moment huh yeah it's just it's just a, it's a real moment wow it's wow hard to, uh, it's hard to really describe it yeah yeah now you mentioned the c-section did you watch the whole procedure i did not watch the whole procedure oh uh, come on man no i i um I made a mistake and peaked. I probably shouldn't have peaked. Um, yeah, it, you yeah. went soft on me. <laughs> it, uh, it that was that was the other thing that was. Um, yeah, it just was an experience to see <laughs> them cut your wife open, and then the whole time I'm talking to my wife. Yeah, just having a conversation, and I guess that's my purpose for being in the room was just trying to keep her calm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, no, I, I didn't watch. I, I caught a little bit of a glimpse, and then I sat back down. Yeah, you sat back down, or you fell back down. Oh, I sat back down before I fell. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. So, so what would you tell fathers going in the birth room? What 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 piece of advice would you give to fathers going in the birth room? I I would say that to um. As much as you can, just clear your mind and try to be in the moment. Mm. Wow. Um, it's hard because there's a lot of emotions. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my, my situation was different. Uh, you know, my wife wasn't pushing. 
or anything like that. So it was a little weird. They took her back maybe about 30 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. So when they brought me in, they were already in the middle of the surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, but but I would just say just as much as you can, just try to be in the moment um, uh, and take it all in. Mm-hmm. And make sure you have your phone so you can take some pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you do, take pictures. <laughs> Nobody does anything these days <laughs> yeah. without taking pictures and video. All righty. And, you know, that that's so amazing because, you know, there was a day not that long ago when you would have a baby and it may be uh, a couple of years or it may be a good while before the grandparents were able to view the baby. And now we're viewing babies just as soon as they're born because of videos and smart devices. So, and I really appreciate that. And I know when you sent us the short video of Aaliyah right after she was born, uh, I knew one thing, that baby had some strong lungs. Uh, Did they even have to spank her to wake her up or anything? No, she came out uh, noisy. <laughs> she came out crying. That, um, that baby had some lungs, man. She was yeah, loud. And it's um, it's 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 interesting to see how from even from birth, what seemed to me as though nurses were being um, a little rough with her, poking mm. and prodding her, pulling her, trying mm. to wipe her off. But it's interesting to see that even from birth how flexible they are how yeah um, i mean they were just grabbing her moving her i'm sitting there thinking like y'all better watch out <laughs> but they just went with it um but yeah it was it was a cool experience yeah that's great man that's great and and babies they're amazing they are amazing at birth babies have no vision they can't see at birth, their bones are soft and not even formed. At birth, they have in their head what's called a soft spot. And, and mm-hmm. if you press in there, you can do some real damage. And the birth is such a fragile moment. It is really a fragile moment. And, and there are any number of things that can go wrong. So the birth of a child, it's really a work of God. And I understand why Psalms 127 says that children are reward from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is God's reward. And I oftentimes tell people, no matter how the child gets here, no matter the circumstance of the child getting here, the child is a reward and a blessing from God. And when I look at Aaliyah Cameron, when I hold that little baby, I thank God for this reward and this blessing. And I'm tempted to put this baby in a suitcase and take her home with me. But uh, I know I've got a son and a daughter who won't stand for that. You know. no. uh, now, have you thought? Have you thought about anything that really concerns you about raising Aaliyah? What What really concerns you? What concerns you most about raising Aaliyah? My biggest concern would would be. From a parental standpoint, will I be able to find a balance um, between um, discipline? Um, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I, I don't want my daughter to be scared of me. Mm. I don't want her 
to fear me. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do I find that balance yeah. between um, discipline um, and um, and love? Yeah. Um, and how do I do it in a way that mm-hmm. she doesn't become fearful of me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'm 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 str- I'm not talking about corporal punishment. I'm mm-hmm. really not. But the fear of I don't want my daughter to to uh, to be fearful of disappointing me mm-hmm. or be a, um, afraid of uh, my reaction mm-hmm. or you know I don't want to respond out of anger yeah. in a way not not physically but even just what I may say to her my my initial reaction yeah um that that would be my biggest concern yeah um, yeah because I know sometimes I have a I have a hard time um managing frustrations mm-hmm. and aggravation sometimes and not showing it so I don't want to put her in a position um I don't want her growing up being afraid of me. Mm-hmm. And you do you do have some pretty lofty expectations from time to time. But uh, I, I don't think it's a concern. I don't think it would be a concern. And as I often say when dealing with discipline, the purpose of discipline is to lead and guide the child into being able to monitor herself. And so it's not about making the child please you. It's not about uh, making the child represent you in a certain way in public. All of that stuff that parents usually go off on a tangent on. You want your child to be able to step outside of herself, look back at herself, and correct her own behavior, correct her own conduct, control her own emotion. You want your child to be able to reel herself in. And uh, you better believe I'm going to have a lot of help with you. I'm going to have a lot of help available for you. And uh, so I invite you and Jordan to tap into me anytime. Uh, because you, you, you're hitting, man, you're really hitting on something there. Uh, you're hitting on something critical. And, and I tell you about two or three things that I always tell my parents, wh- whether I'm teaching it in, in Bible study, in church, in the classroom, wherever I'm teaching it. I always tell my parents, I always tell my parents, learn the difference b- between behavior and misbehavior. Every act of disobedience should be an uncomfortable experience. And you have to validate your child. You have to give them room to be emotional. You have to give them room to experience emotions and help them work through their emotions. But at the same time, it's absolutely imperative. I repeat, it is absolutely imperative that you hold your child accountable. They must answer for their behavior and their conduct. They must answer for it. And that doesn't mean, like you say, that doesn't mean hitting them. Uh, That doesn't mean standing them in a corner and making them hold up iron bar across their arms (laughs) for an hour. That it doesn't mean that, but they must be held accountable. 
they must be held accountable. We'll definitely get into a lot of that. You know, we're just about out of time, man. I had a whole bunch of questions I want to talk to you, a whole bunch of things I want to talk to you about. Uh, uh, you told me you told me you want to pass on the faith to Aaliyah. You told me you want to pass on uh, a good work ethic to Aaliyah. Is, th is there anything else you really deeply want your daughter to gain from you as a father? When your daughter grows up, what is it you want her to say? I got this from my father. What do you want her to say? Uh, besides those two things, um, a couple things really. Um, the faith and the work ethic. Um, you touched on it um, about responsibility. Um, and I, I forget who I heard talking a, a while ago about uh, distinguishing the difference between fault and responsibility. Um, one of the things I've been learning these past couple years, um, but uh, also um, what I'm on, um, as you know, these past couple years is, is uh, financial, financial understanding, financial mm. acumen. Um, mm. I want to be able to have. Um, some financial funds available for my daughter when she graduates to be able to pass down yeah. to her and wow. teach her how to handle it. So awesome. that way, when she has a family, yeah. you know, I, I want to be the start of something to be able to pass down from generation to generation. That's awesome. That is awesome. Hey, listen, man, we're out of time. I had a whole lot more talk I want to do with you, but I appreciate you taking the time with me. I want you and Jordan to know that your mother and I, we're extremely proud of you all. We're extremely glad for you all, and we love you dearly. You all take care of my granddaughter, Aaliyah Cameron. Hey, listen, we're out of time, but welcome again to Marriage and Family Clinic. Email me at cdhodges at hotmail.com. Let me know if we're making a difference to you. Let me know what you think about this segment and any other segment. If you got something you want me to discuss, let me know that. Otherwise, remember, you cannot have peace without centering your life on the Prince of Peace. We got to get out of here now. We've got to go. God bless you. We're out.